Hi everyone, Grant K here for the Smoke Learning Channel. In this video series, we'll look at everything to do with masking inside of Autodesk Smoke. Like all other creative applications, you would use masks to isolate a portion of your image for various creative purposes. We'll discuss a lot of the use case scenarios throughout this series, but let's start with the basics. If you would like to follow along, please click the link in the YouTube description to download the media. Or if you're watching the podcast version of this video, then type the link displayed in your internet browser. So the first question is when do you use masks in Autodesk Smoke? Well, surprisingly, there are quite a few places where you can apply them. I already mentioned the first point of isolating a portion of an image. So any rotoscoping is done with masks. The second point is that you can use masks for localized color correction. Perhaps you want to brighten or color a portion of your image. Next, the mask tools are used to apply wiping effects when you transition between two shots. And because all the wipes in Smoke are masks, you can customize the wipes to any shape you want. The final and not so obvious point is that you can create a mask and use it as a path for 2D text. So if you want your text to follow along the contours of a shape, just mask it and load the mask into the text tool. So this summary of points brings me on to the next slide. Where exactly are the masking tools within the application? Well, that depends on what you're trying to do. Normally, the masking tools have been placed in accessible locations. Within the Timeline area, you will find the masks in the Gmask Timeline effects, the Action Timeline effects within the Modular Kia, and the Wipe Transition effect. When you are doing node compositing with ConnectFX, you will find masks in the Gmask node and the Modular Kia as a node or from within the Action node. Now, in all instances of using the masking tools, it is essentially the same tool. So for convenience sake, I will do everything in the Gmask node. But all concepts and operations are identical in every instance of the masking tools. Now, before we dig into the masking tools, another piece of advice I can give you is to keep your masks simple. Anyone who's done any masking work in any application will know that trying to deal with hundreds of points on a mask is a potential nightmare. So if you have to mask a complex shape, use multiple simple masks and it is so much more manageable. Now let's jump into Smoke. I'm going to select my segment in the sequence and apply a ConnectFX. Press G for the Gmask node and drag it out of the ConnectFX node bin. Now drop the node into the connection after the source node. The masking tools in Smoke are known as Gmasks, which actually stands for Garbage Mask. This is just another term instead of using masking or rotoscoping. If you have your media panel on display, press one left arrow to hide it. Now in order for the masking tools to work, you always need to supply the Gmask with a source. This could be the image you are masking or even a colour frame if you are creating a motion graphic shape. So the red input going into the Gmask node is the source front input. This is mandatory. This happens automatically when working with timeline effects. But when you are working with connect effects, you need to make sure the Gmask is fed into the right input. The blue input allows you to add any existing alpha or mats that you want to combine with a Gmask. For example, 
you've keyed a subject and you want to remove something that won't key from the MAT or alpha. This workflow will be covered in a later video. Now the output of the masking tools, which you can see in the result view to the right, will always be a black and white output. So when you are masking, I suggest selecting the result view and pressing F1 for the front view. This shows you the source from the front input and you will see the wireframe of the masks as you create them. Anytime you wish to see the result of your masking, just press F4 for the result view. Currently it's a white frame as this is the default starting point for the masking tools. Go back to the front view. Now when it comes to creating masks, the creation tools are context sensitive. If I select the different views, you will notice the creation tools toggle on and off. So if you're using more than one view, ensure you select the view that you'll be masking in and then the controls will appear. Under the object header, you will see a geom option that refers to the mask being a geometry shape. Click the add button. The tools pull down menu switches to draw shape mode and an axis is added to the center of the image. You can now go ahead and click each vertex point of your mask shape. If you click to create a vertex but don't release the cursor, this will increase the length of the tangents. To complete a mask, it always needs to be closed by either clicking on the first vertex or you can click the close button. So this is the default creation behavior of the G-mask. When you click vertex points, small tangent handles are created and the corners are rounded off. If you want to create a mask with hard corners, you can change the G-mask preferences. To delete this G-mask, change the selection mode to all instead of selected and press delete. Click the node preferences. Under the mask header, disable auto tangents. Exit the node preferences and click the add button again. As you click each vertex point, no tangents are formed. However, if you create a vertex and do not release the cursor, as you drag, the tangents will be applied to the vertex point. You can mix and match hard corners with rounded edges, but remember to close the shape. You do have the option to switch between hard corners and rounded edges, but we'll look at that when we edit the G-mask shape. The last creation technique is freehand drawing. Switch the selection mode to all and delete the current shape. Click the add button. Start drawing a shape around the postbox. To enable freehand drawing, hold shift. The vertex points disappear and you can click and drag the mask shape. When you are done drawing, release the shift key and the vertex points will appear. You can carry on clicking vertex points or use freehand drawing again. Once you are done, close the shape. Now remember, I told you to keep masks simple. Freehand drawing does generate a lot of vertices. The good news is that you can adjust the lasso fit slider that simplifies the vertices along the freehand section of the mask shape. You can keep adjusting the setting until you are satisfied. But once you start manipulating the shape in the view, the vertices are committed and the lasso fit slider grays out. Let's have a look at what we've done. Press F4 for the result view. So here is the black and white mask output. 
you can toggle the outside button to invert the colours of the selected mask. Lastly, with creating G-Masks, Autodesk Smoke does come with a set of presets you can use. Click the Presets pull-down arrow and choose Circle. This will replace the existing setup with a pre-made shape. In the next video, we'll look at all the G-Mask editing options to refine the mask after you've created it. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Smoke Learning channel for future videos.